You're listening to Your Marriage Aways, the wedding planning podcast. Hello and welcome back. You are listening to Your Marriage Awakes, the wedding planning podcast. And I am joined today by the wonderful Rochelle Fleming. She is a venue owner, a hop props hire company owner, an MC, a celebrant, and so many more other things. Um, I've known Rochelle for probably like six, seven yeah. Eight years, maybe even yeah. longer. <laughs> um, she has been either an MC or a celebrant at weddings that I have photographed and we have just gotten to know each other over the years and she has so many incredible things to share with you. Today's episode is going to be all about venues. So because she's a, a venue owner, she knows all about that. Um, and we're going to answer some of the questions that you had for us on Instagram. But before we do that, I'm going to let Rochelle introduce herself and tell you a little bit about what she does and how she entered the wedding world. Well, thanks for inviting me along firstly, Nicole. Uh, it's great to be here. So I sort of started out in the wedding industry in, back in 2007. <laughs> and so they're quite a little while ago uh, and I've really enjoyed I really enjoyed being part of the wedding industry and so that's kind of evolved as I've gone through and I started off as a wedding celebrant and I kind of decided to become a wedding celebrant uh, after I got married and it just went from there and uh, since then I've also embarked on a high props company, uh, which has added a little bit more of a string to my bow and kept getting asked to do MC gigs as well. So started doing that. And after COVID, well, you and I were chatting about um, potentially the need for intimate style weddings. And we just love came about. So I've been doing a lot of pop-up style weddings as well. And my husband and I have always wanted to own and run a wedding venue. So we've been looking into it for a little while and then found Turonga Creek. And we've been leasing and running that uh, wedding and event business for the last, coming up to two years. So that's yeah. exciting. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. I know um, you touched on it briefly about how COVID affected kind of what you do. And I think diversifying and offering that kind of elopement or smaller intimate weddings was a really popular change that we saw since you started in 2007 kind of what have you seen what are kind of the biggest changes you've seen in the wedding industry since then yeah I'd probably say threefold so one thing would be technology so in terms of technology when I first started out as a celebrant I think I was the first celebrant in New Zealand to have a website wow <laughs> so it has sort of transformed quite a bit from a wedding planning perspective for couples uh, you, I mean, Facebook came about in 2007. Now we've got Instagram, TikTok, and then you've got all your different wedding planning tools, apps, uh, personalised websites, all sorts of different tools and technology that you can use for your weddings. And you've got Pinterest as well, which just gives you a whole scope of different ideas for your wedding. Yeah. So technology. And then I think choice. So choice of venues, heaps more venues out there. 
choice of vendors, lots of photographers, lots of florists, lots of celebrants, uh, all those key elements to your wedding, you've got a little bit more choice over. Yeah. And the third thing, I guess, would be just the variety and style of weddings has changed quite significantly because I think people realise you don't have to have your traditional stock standard wedding. You can add your own spin to it. Uh, you can decide to be and do whatever you want with your wedding and whether it be just the two of you eloping or a big extravagant luxury wedding. Yeah, I think that's the most powerful thing that's really come from that change is people have realised like, oh, I don't have to get married in the church and do the reception that everyone does. Like, you can literally do whatever you want as long as you say those whatever two lines. I mean, you know them, obviously. But, like, whatever those two lines are where it's like, oh, yes, I marry you, yes, I'll marry you. You know, like, that is the important part, that marriage. Like, it's not, it doesn't need to be this thing that your parents did and their parents did. Yeah, I think it's just added a lot more personalisation to weddings and it's made people be able to create very memorable moments on their day Yeah, uh, versus what they've been told they have to do. Yeah, it's probably caused a little bit of stress because I can imagine when someone's like, I've got a donut wall, I've got a champagne wall, like we're doing so many weird things. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, I need to do that. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I think because there is a lot of choice, it does mean it can create probably a level of um, confusion sometimes because you have to decide what sort of road you're going to go on with planning your wedding. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah that kind of frozen place where you're like, I've got all these options. Yeah. <laughs> How do I choose? That's yeah. that's me every time. Exactly. <laughs> so we've got some questions from our listeners through our Instagram. So I'm going to ask you a few of these. Of course, we can have a chat about them and I can help you out <laughs> answering them, but you definitely are the best person for this. Okay, so the first question we're going to start with is... What do I need to consider when choosing a wedding venue? So this is kind of a massive question. And I think if you haven't already listened to our episode on style, go back and listen to that. Because when you're thinking about the style of your wedding, you know, are you doing rustic? Are you doing classic modern? You know, you need to kind of know what that looks like in order to choose a venue that will suit what you're looking for. Um, But I guess other things to consider with venues are things like maximum numbers, um accessibility if you've got a person in a wheelchair are there like 10 steps to get inside um what are some other things that people need to consider when they're choosing their dream venue I think the biggest one to start with is location and I think you you would have already thought about your guest list what that might look like whether it's going to be a bigger wedding a smaller wedding whether you're bringing people in from overseas whether they're locally based, whether you're flying them from around the country. So you've got all those things to consider with your guest list. And then location is, I think, hugely important because you've got to consider, let's, for example, say you decide you want to do a destination wedding to Waiheke. The things you need to consider with that, with going to Waiheke would be logistics of getting people there, accommodation, transport so you've got to think about other factors outside of the venue as well yeah Uh, so you've got to consider your guest list yeah I guess and then base your location around probably what's going to work best for your guests uh 
and depending on it that and that depends on if it's a bigger wedding mid-size if it's an elopement you can obviously fly wherever you want to go or if you've got a smaller group of people you can probably take them somewhere or you can organize to go to a destin- different destination uh, so location would be the first one and probably I think one of the most important once you've decided okay we want to base ourselves in Auckland then you've got to do your research and look at okay what venues are available that can fit my guest number yeah and once you've narrowed perhaps say a list of four or five down then you would consider contacting um, a venue owner or, or someone and just touching base with them with say five or ten questions about the venue that kind of ticks some boxes for you uh, so as you mentioned maximum capacity that's obviously really important if you have a specific date in mind you need <laughs> to basically ask that question first uh, for example if you're planning a wedding with only six months to spare then you may not be able to be having a wedding on a Saturday so you might decide okay what day of the week am I going to have, have my wedding yeah yeah and just having that flexibility as well knowing if you are providing a date to a venue look it might not always be possible yeah yeah exactly so what have we covered off location numbers numbers kind of questions to ask in terms of like what do you need to ask your venue you need to ask them if they're available on a date that you might have specifically um and how many guests that you're having is that information do you think that information is easy to find like for wedding venues I feel like when I've done some googles it's really tricky to know oh this venue holds 150 this one has a max of 200 yeah yeah I mean there are some venue websites as well where you can look for I think there's like venue finder or New Zealand venues or something like that that you can look for or Auckland Weddings, yeah. where you can look up different venues. Uh, but then, um, so then moving on from that, so maximum capacity, that's important. You've really got to go on to the websites of each of the venues, and hopefully they've done a good job with their website, because that will kind of showcase images of the different spaces within the venue. You may also have decided when you're narrowing down your list whether you want to be close to a beach whether you want to be in a vineyard, whether you want to uh, be in a farm, on a farm, uh, in a forest. Yeah, whatever that kind of look you're wanting in your photos, you need to consider, is that venue actually close? I've definitely photographed weddings where I've met with a couple, they've booked their venue and they're like, we want photos at this beach. And I'm like, well, that's a 45-minute drive and we have to do it twice because we've got to leave your venue, go there actually do the photos and drive back so sure you can do it but we need to make sure that we have enough time and so doing something like that if you're really passionate about a particular spot maybe you'd gotten engaged there or something we would then maybe consider doing like a first look for photos or something that your guests then wouldn't be left (laughs) yeah exactly so long without you and I suppose if the photos are deemed as being really important then you might and you need to go off site you might consider doing them before beforehand yeah, yeah pre-ceremony like yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. so yeah there's lots of things so timeline is important to consider as well even when you're thinking about your venue you probably need to think about what are the top three things that you want in a venue mm. what are the main things you want do you want it to be an all-inclusive venue where you can 
have your ceremonies, photos and reception on site? Or are you happy for it just to provide a reception service for you? You're going to get married in a church and then you're going to come to this venue to have your reception. Yeah. And if and yeah, that way you can you know what sort of if you if you know your style of wedding as well, that's important. So if you know that you really like a sort of rustic barn style look, then you'll go for a venue that looks like that. If you know that you like white elegance, then you'll go for a venue. Yeah. Like don't make it hard on yourself you, and choose like <laughs> yeah. a wooden building. Yeah. Uh, like with barn doors if exactly. you want your minimalist yeah. look. Yeah. <laughs> don't look, don't choose a, a barn if you want a luxury wedding yeah. by, by trying to add all this extra decor to make it look like the luxury yes. wedding venue that you want. Yeah, today. that's a fantastic point. Thinking about what your venue already has on hand, like are the flowers or whatever, do they always stay up there? Like yeah. what? What little things do you need to do to kind of make it more you rather than, oh, I need to completely renovate this space yeah. to make it look like my dream wedding? Yeah. Like, keep looking. Like, there'll yeah. be something out there that so, you want. Yeah, so I think we've covered location, you know, size, uh, style, and, you know, type of location that you want to be in, whether it be, a, as we mentioned, beachside a vineyard or a farmland area or a forest. So you've got to kind of think about all those things before you narrow your venue list even down to the that top five that you're going to contact and visit and speak to and ask questions. Yeah, from. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, part of people's wedding planning process, once they've narrowed down those kind of five or so <laughs> top yeah. venues, when they inquire with a venue, should they be asking more kind of pressing questions like you know what 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 is included in this mm. or is that kind of stuff available through sort of like pdfs or as where do you find all that extra information yeah, i mean if i was to use our venue as an example we because of my knowledge and background in the wedding industry i knew that i needed to make sure that it was a one-stop shop so on there are planning resources you can find a timeline on there you you can find all the venue pricing. Uh, so sometimes venues have an all-inclusive price per head mm -hmm. or they'll split it up where they have venue hire and then a per head cost for the food and then you can decide what you want to do on the bar. Yep. Sometimes people have beverage options, but they can be restrictive, so you need to be really understanding of the pricing and what what's included. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. that's kind of important to ask, you know, like, mm. you know, oh, we're, we're considering having this many people. How much do you think we need to have on the on the bar tab? You know, things like that is what venues yeah. are going to be helping you with, yeah. so you don't kind of have to go in blind. Like, they do weddings every week, <laughs> yeah. you know, more than yeah. one wedding every week, so trust and, them, yeah. And on the website we also have a frequently asked questions list which you could just skim through. And if any of your questions aren't answered, then maybe put a list of 10 questions together. Um, either get on the phone, email, or come through the contact email on the website. And someone usually comes back to you within 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, but then it's really good to just, once you've seen something you like, as far as the look goes, going out and visiting it and seeing it for yourself. Yeah. And even taking videos and photos when you walk around so you can kind of rem remember the experience and 
know and understand the venue really well. Yeah. And get to know the staff that are there and see if it's kind of your vibe uh, and if it feels comfortable and if, you know, it, it works for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one thing that I've had, and it's not a question from Instagram, but it's been, you know, as all your friends start to get married and everyone kind of, they try not to all get married at the same place, <laughs> but they're like, well, we really love this venue and it's close to all these things. What would you say to someone that's considering getting married at a venue that perhaps their friend or someone that they know have has recently been married there? What would you What would you say? Well, I'd, I'd probably say if you were a guest at the other wedding, then you'd, I mean, of course you want to make it different. So you wouldn't necessarily have the same vendors, the same style, the same decor. You might add something slightly different, like a signature cocktail on arrival or a candy cart that, or a donut wall that wasn't at the other one. Or you might just try and do things different, have a band instead of a DJ uh, or find another venue. Yeah. <laughs> dare to be different so even if you see a lovely Pinterest theme on which is all green and whites which seems to be a big colour theme at the moment that you maybe dare to be a little bit different yeah and, and put your own signature on your day and I think so too like if that's a venue that you've fallen in love with I think it's awesome. And, like, what a cool thing you can share with that friend. You know, it doesn't have to be yeah. this, like, nasty, like, oh, you stole my wedding venue. Like, yeah. no, it's a beautiful place and we both enjoyed it that much that sure. we loved it, sure. you know. And sometimes you go to a wedding and you're like, oh, my gosh, that food was amazing. And, like, when else do you get to eat that food again? <laughs> Until exactly. you get invited to another wedding. Exactly. So why yeah. not? <laughs> um, this is a great question. And, obviously, you can only kind of talk to it from your venue's perspective, but it says, what should I expect my venue to offer in like in the high ridge? Because I know with a lot of venues, um, you're, you're adding on extra things. Um, but what's kind of like, what's kind of like expected in like base high ridge, like tables, chairs. Yeah. So to give you an example at our venue, um, I mean, our venue hire is pretty reasonable anyway, but the venue hire itself, I mean, they have access to the venue from 9am in the morning as far as the reception area goes, and that could be for them to, if they're DIYing and wanting to do all their own decor, yeah. they could be in there from 9am. From so, like, any vendors can kind of do that bump in, like yeah. florists and stylists and things can come in and, and get it set up. Yeah. They also get eight hours from ceremony time till... They leave the building. Oh, wow. Uh, so that's part of that venue hire. Uh, they have access to our bridal suite as well, so they can get ready at the, the venue on the day. So that's included. In terms of our event coordinators, we would set up the layout for the venue. So we would have already agreed on a layout through Canva so we would get the couple to show us their preferred layout and we'd have it all set out ready to go for them with the bridal tablecloths on, linen napkins, the cutlery, plates, everything kind of already laid out. Cool, and yeah. And we have optional extras, so if they want us to do more as far as the styling goes and doing the decor and the table arrangements, we can help with that as well. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so, yeah, people aren't going in and, and 
just being like, oh, shoot, now I need to hire all this extra stuff. Like the, yeah. the bare bones, the basics, everything you kind of need is there and it's all set up for you. Now, you mentioned that you've, you come up with plans for layouts. When you're choosing a venue, how many touch points do you have with that venue? So, for example, I'm booking a wedding in a year and a half. How many times would I expect to meet with you or need to provide information to you? So from initial contact, you would obviously come out and have a visit with with us and you might fall in love with the venue straight away, which we hope you would. And then we would hear from you that you would like to go ahead and book with us. Or you might come out again for a second opinion with parents, friends, uh, people from your bridal party. After that point, we would then send you deposit information and a contract and from there we would then send you we've got a wedding planning google document that we would send you that you can start working on and the canva doc for the layout information we also then offer what we call tastings throughout the year so in may and november we'd have a food tasting that they could come out to so they could sample the food then we also have various events throughout the year and quite often couples would come along to the events. So you could be coming up to the venue as many times as you want. Then probably about six, four, probably four to six weeks out is when things start to get down to the nitty gritty and we'd have a final meeting with you and just confirm all the information you've already probably provided on the, the spreadsheet. Uh, because we love spreadsheets. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> and then, because uh, it means everybody is on the same page with a spreadsheet. And and then you might have a rehearsal, obviously, at the venue. And then the day of and the day before coming out to the venue with uh, all your bits and pieces that you might be passing on to us, whether it be your signage, whether it be... Um, some of your DIY table arrangements that you'd like us to lay out for you, whether it be your name cards. Yeah, so that's like about six to seven kind of touch points with some optional yeah. ones in there for, for yeah. tastings and things. So yeah. it, I guess just make sure when you're, you know, putting together like your year out plan, especially if you're doing a sort of destination wedding, <laughs> that's going to be a little different. You know, that's yeah. going to be over Zoom. Um, that's going to be a little less personal. But um, for somewhere that you've chosen, if it's close to you, I think that's great that you can do sort yeah. of like try the menu or <laughs> yeah. let's work our way through the drinks. Yeah. And what I will also do is I'll go out to the couples and try and preempt their little bit. So because I think it's actually really important to maybe have a lot of those dates already locked away in the calendar and just have them there. And then you've got peace of mind. OK, we've ticked all the boxes with the venue. Yeah. Then you know that, OK, well, we, the next thing we've got coming up with them is a tasting day or the next thing we've got. Well, we'd really like to book another site visit. So I'll book that with them. Because we work with the Google Calendar, so it's fairly easy to just set that all up. Yeah. And to just try and keep things simple. So you've got the spreadsheet and the Google Calendar, and it's all being put in place behind the scenes. And then if you really want some help or some suggestions with vendor recommendations, we have a preferred vendor list that you can sort of look through. And those are all people that know, and we, we recommend that come to the venue on a regular basis. If you really want, a lot of the questions I get from couples is they just need a little bit of extra help with 
styling yeah and how to access bits and pieces and higher props and whether they choose a florist whether they do it all their own whether they do a bit of both whether they get us involved to do it for them uh, we don't charge any extra if it's just putting out the couple's bits and pieces that, that they've, they've yeah that brought, they've along. Sure. brought along sure so we can do the whole setup for it for a couple and that's no extra charge it's only if they want us to do the greenery table links or sure something you um, need to source that you yeah. know would then cost money <laughs> but, but one thing we always try and get them to do i always say to them is ask us first we might have it already available on hand yeah rather than having to source other providers yeah and something you touched on with like you know do we have it do they have it things like florist you know they they can provide vases if you need vases like exactly. don't yeah don't yeah. don't forget who your vendors are and ask them the questions first because they might actually have some really handy tips. And and it will save your planning if you just access the professionals you've already booked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Make the most of, you know, what you're paying <laughs> them yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, you mentioned a little bit about a recommended vendors list and kind of going through with people that know the venue of course like that's amazing um but don't feel limited by that as well like it's it is just a recommendation and if there's someone else you've found (laughs) don't feel bad the venue don't mind like it's not not about that at all like a must have yeah to use these people yeah it's just a helpful Mm. way that that venues can say look we we work with these people and we really like them Mm. um one thing i want to touch on before we get to our next segment is um you mentioned that you had a timetable online and i just really want everyone who's planning a wedding to really lean into what your venue recommends in, in terms of timings for things like dinner and dessert. Um, so as a wedding photographer, I help a lot of people with their timelines. And because I've photographed at all these venues, I actually know when these timings are. So I can work that into it. But um, make sure that you ask your venue, hey, when is this happening? When is this happening? Because when your photographer says, oh, great, we'll go off for bridal party photos. You don't want that to be 30 minutes before you're supposed to be walking into your reception and eating dinner. So, yeah, it's just something to really think about, making sure that when you've reached out to those venues, if that's the first thing that you're doing, you've kind of got a generic timeline of of those key key things. I think the most important part of the timeline is really, you know, the guest arrival ceremony after the ceremony and that time between um, canapes and reception. And as a, a venue, we've seen it a lot where people think, oh, I need to start the wedding a lot earlier because I want to get all those beautiful photos. Uh, one thing I would advise is think about your guests. Think about how long they're going to be having to, you know, entertain themselves yeah. <laughs> before the next part of the day and also whether they're going to get hungry. So I, I always say feed the guests first. So I also suggest that at the reception time as well, I sort of say, well, do a welcome speech, but then get the guests fed. Get into so it. So they don't get hangry. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we've all been to weddings where we're like, okay, like it's been like two hours since the ceremony. Like when when yeah, do we get to eat? And, to eat, and yeah. usually 
venues are far away from things, you know, like you've chosen this venue because it's beautiful and it's in the forest or whatever. Like no one's popping to Maccas and coming back to a wedding. Like they are just expecting you to (laughs) have a good flow and and have food and and drink provided. So yeah, definitely listen to your your venue for advice on on those kind of things. Because as much as the wedding is about you, it is about your guests. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think really honing in on your timeline is quite a big important part of planning your wedding and also checking in with your vendors just to make sure you've got you've got it right with the package that you've chosen with them that you know that they're going to be there for a certain period of time and when they're going to be on site and when they're not going to be on site so that you're quite clear as to what time you have with with them. Yeah, and yeah. as much as it's important getting that information off the vendors, don't forget to give the vendors that information. Like, hey, yes. you can bump in from nine a.m. You know, like yeah. something as simple as that makes it a lot less stressful when someone's thinking, oh gosh, I better get there really quick, and I've got thirty yeah. minutes to set up. Like, no, no, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. So, kind of having that two way, yeah. Flow. And I think, I think if you're not a natural planner, I think that's why it's good to have the spreadsheets and the lists, yeah, and the calendar items that you just tick off. Uh, and working off a wedding planning checklist because otherwise you sort of don't really know where to start or yeah. what's important or you know and it all just becomes overwhelming and you say I'll do it tomorrow yeah. and then your wedding's in yeah. like six months and <laughs> I guess that's why some times people do opt to have a a wedding planner as a conjoint between yeah. the vendors and the venue and yes. the couple yeah and sometimes it's just an on-the-day coordinator, just making sure those little things are ticking over. But, yeah, if that's a route that you go down, it's, it just means family and guests are less relied on to kind of do those things, which is nice. Yeah. Nice little luxury thing that you can do yeah. if you can afford it, for sure. Exactly. So after everything that we've talked about today, what would be your top three things to consider when choosing a wedding venue? I think the first one is working within your budget. So you would have a potentially budget in mind and checking that the venue suits your budget, but also whether you prefer a venue that has all-inclusive price or whether you'd like to sort of see the nuts and bolts of venue venue hire, food price, and you've got your own beverage budget that you would consider putting on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's super important too. So, that would probably be the top on my list. Yeah. <laughs> so whether your venue offers flexibility with pricing versus whether you've got to stick with this all-inclusive package that they're potentially offering. Yeah. Um, and the second one we talked about in the beginning was location. I think that's really important with the guest's interest in mind. So I think with all the three things I'm going to mention, the guest experience is something you've got to consider, not just what you and your partner want, but what is going to create an overall wonderful experience for yourselves and your guests on your wedding day. And so we talked about, we've already talked about location, so I won't go too much more into that. And then the last one is the style, because each venue will reflect a certain style and the way it's laid out. If you really like the outdoors and you want to capture some beautiful landscape photography, 
then go for a venue that offers beautiful landscape photography and different surrounding locations that are quite close to the venue. Uh, but if you want a style where it's, I sort of go between the rustic and white because as yeah, that's how I sort they're of, so so contrasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want your sort of high end five star style, well, that, that that's quite a particular style. So you would have already narrowed your list yes. down. Yeah. So yeah, definitely think about style of day, location, and budget, all to fit around what you know about your guests and you know about yourself and your partner to be. Yeah, I love that. And considering the guest enjoyment for wedding venues is so important, like thinking about what are they going to do for that time when you're having your photos, you know? Have they got beautiful grounds to walk around? Can they all take selfies, you know, in front of this cool wall? Or, you know, like what are they going to do that time during that time? And I think it's something we kind of forget about when we're planning, but it's so important when we're a guest at a wedding. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And it's nice to know. yeah, Yeah, it's nice to know the bride and groom have thought specifically about that. Yeah. And I've definitely seen that photographing weddings. You know, they've given them something to do. I had this gorgeous yeah. couple that um, they knew because we were traveling and going a little bit further out, they kind of had some had to kind of get more things. Mm-hmm. So they brought lots of mini versions of their favorite board games and they put them on the tables. Yeah. And when we came back, everyone was playing yeah. them and having fun. Yeah. So, yeah, it was nice. Like it's yeah. a cool way to think about your guests but also inject a little bit of your personalities yeah. into it too. And I had a quite a cool couple that, he was a builder, so he decided he just wanted to make a whole lot of things. So he made a few cornholes oh, awesome. um, for everyone to play with. He made the Jenga blocks. He he did all that, and everyone kind of knew that it was his thing. That's nice. And you want to create a lasting memory in your guests' minds. So I always say to people, choose one point of difference that you know everyone's going to remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Don't don't worry yourself with trying to think of a million things. Just one really great idea yeah. <laughs> is usually enough exactly. and less stressful. Exactly. <laughs> so it's time for my favourite segment, the Hitch Glitch, and this is where we share stories that you've sent in or stories that have gone viral um, about <laughs> wedding mishaps. And some of these will come from uh, vendors, some from brides and grooms, or some from guests. So I have one that I wanted to share because it kind of relates to venues. So this bride and groom had chosen this venue because they really liked the outdoors and they were like, every weekend they were going camping. And so she hiked and had these beautiful photos up the top. But what she didn't realize is she had apparently stepped on like this massive ant hill and thousands of ants crawled into the 10 layers in her dress and her parents and her bridesmaids were like trying to like get it all out when they'd gotten back to the reception they literally got like hair dryers and they were just blowing like thousands of these ants out and she said that they were still in there the whole time. Like, she could feel them during speeches. And when she went to go in the shower and she took her dress off, just, like, all these ants fell out. Oh, no. I literally can't think of anything worse. No. That <laughs> Just <laughs> constantly feeling like, yeah. Even oh. two ants on me, I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah. So if you're choosing a venue that's outdoors, just remember yeah. there are critters out yeah. there. So. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that does remind me of when we had a, a sand flies 
Dawn of Sandflies come through during the ceremony and I had to really kind of be swiping all these sandflies away <laughs> while I'm trying to um, be a celebrant at a ceremony. You're just like, yeah. please don't go up my nose. Yeah, because yeah. you've got to be all, yeah, proper professional. <laughs> <laughs> at least they could hold their breath like didn't have to breathe them in yeah. oh my goodness yeah any other uh nature <laughs> yeah. well yes there was I mean this one's a particularly it was an unfortunate situation so we were got to the ring section of the ceremony and they were exchanging rings and he was putting the ring on his wife-to-be's finger and she got stung by a bee. On that ring finger? On the ring finger. <laughs> and she looked at me and goes, oh, I've just got stung by a bee. Oh, my And God. so I I sort of, I said to her, look, let's just pause things just for a second so you can just regroup. <laughs> and so that, there, that was... Did some, it swell up? Like, was, was some, she no, able no, to she, put her ring on? she was on? okay. But, um, yeah, it was just a bit of a shock. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. At the time. So, yeah, so it's sort of a pretty unexpected thing to happen. But I think one of the things is if something like that happens, you just really have to be real about it and not freak out and just, you know, it's just this has happened, let's deal with it, and then we can move on. Like when people's veils just fly away because it's yeah. a day or um, the veil keeps blowing into your face, so, you know, you just tuck it under your arm or give it yeah. to your bridesmaid. And there's lots of funny things that happen at weddings <laughs> along the way. Yeah. Well, uh, I feel like like half of those you can't avoid. I mean, stepping on the anthill, yeah, like look, yeah. watch where you're going. But, like, getting stung by a bee, you can't. Yeah, That's no. You've just got to roll with exactly. it. And I think, yeah, everyone likes to think that they're, like, relaxed. <laughs> but when something goes wrong, you know, people are like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So just, like, be cool, be cool. Like, exactly. it's not – you're still getting married. You're still getting married. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just don't sweat the small stuff and just realise that sometimes things don't go according to plan on the day. And usually it's not big things anyway. It's usually just little minor things. You might Your heel on your shoe might break. So, you know, yeah. things like that. <laughs> I know I've got a sewing kit. I have this, like, massive, well, massive emergency kind of wedding kit that yeah. I always have in my car and it's got, like, eye drops and <laughs> yeah. a sewing kit and some perfume and some makeup wipes. Like, all exactly. of these things that... You just want to have just in case. So, yeah, it's always good to be prepared. I've had my, as a celebrant, had the dress just kind of just about blow up over my head (laughs) before. Um, Quite often I've had to actually weight my dresses down with an actual weight. Far out. Yeah, because of the wind wind factor. Just takes them, eh? And chewing my hair while I'm being a celebrant. (laughs) I had to sew a bride into her dress because it ripped like along the seam of where the zip oh, was wow. this like it just ripped right off and so like I'm not that great at sewing but I literally just like sewed her into it and then at the end of the night the husband's like how do I, how do I take this <laughs> off I'm like I don't know cut it like sorry oh, wow. I just had to fix it because she was going That's going into her reception it's going above and beyond <laughs> <laughs> we're like sitting in this little cupboard while everyone's like having their dinner served to them and we're yeah. like fix it yeah. or else it'll just keep going think when, you know when you have a wedding day and something goes well, people are just so willing to help. Oh, yeah. I just want to make sure it's just going to, you know, keep going. <laughs> Have no. my shoes, you know. Like, if, like a lot of things I've heard from couples about things not turning up or not arriving or not quite going to plan, they can always, they can all be fixed. Yeah, yeah. We did have a friend, this is my friend's wedding, and she got married somewhere where there was no signal and they hadn't printed off the uh, thing they're supposed to sign. Oh, right. 
so anyway, someone ran up a hill and they got a signal and then they got it got to the it printer. But ma, that was a little stressful. Yeah, yeah, and no, I've had couples forget to bring paperwork. I usually try and get it at the rehearsal just so we can um, tick that one yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, and I've had a groomsman who forgot the rings as well. So yeah, that was entertaining. Did Thinking he? he had them. He's thinking he had them, so he then had to race back up to the venue, which is where they were, like the reception venue. Um, but it, it made for a point of hilarity. Everyone yeah. had a good laugh out of it. So. And at least they were kind of close. Like he hadn't just driven 40 minutes from yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where he was going to And I think ready. it's good for everything not to be so stiff and formal anyway. Yeah. Just relaxed. Can just make people <laughs> yeah. remember it's it's human and exactly. it's a wedding and things go wrong. Exactly. No, for sure. Well, normally we would give tips on how to avoid you know this happening at your wedding. Obviously, check you have the rings before you leave the house. Yeah. Every time I finish photographing them, I make this like really big point of like I'm giving the bridesmaid the ring back, and everyone's yes. like ha ha, and I'm like no seriously. Yeah. I think having the getting ready, re- um, getting married elements are important. So the rings. Wedding documents. Yeah. Paperwork uh, and rings. Vows really that you're going vows. to say. You just True. you want to have all the you know, make sure you've got all the right things yeah. with you. Yeah. And make sure you remember that it is the left hand that you put the Oh the, the amount on. of times. And it's it's always the grooms too. It's really sweet. And then the the, the wife's like, No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there's lots of little things like that that happen, but you know, people always make jokes about the rings anyway in the ceremonies. Yeah, that was do like the pat down when yeah. they know they have them. <laughs> and it was like, oh, but it is funny when they do that yeah. and then they realise they don't actually yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Rochelle. It's been such a pleasure to hear your tips about finding a venue once you've found a venue, kind of what the process is. Yeah. Um, I'm so thankful. How can we find you on social media? Obviously, everything will be in the show notes. You can find us on tarongacreek.co.nz or on Instagram at Taronga Creek, or on Facebook at Taronga Creek Winery. We look forward to catching up with you sometime. Come out and have a look at our venue. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. So I'll put all of those uh, links in the show notes so you'll be able to find her, and they'll also be on the blog um, with a little bit more about Rochelle and what she does. And, of course, please like and subscribe and hit the follow button on the podcast app that you listen to us on. You can ask us questions for our upcoming episodes on Instagram at Your Marriage Awaits, and the link in the bio will take you to everything you need to find about us, and you can join us also over on Facebook to be in a community with with other couples and people planning their wedding too. So thank you so much. And yeah, see you next time. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks.